Hey, it's Wednesday, June 22nd. Kyle and I are a little sad. we got to kiss uh, Asheville, North Carolina goodbye as we're talking about a uh, Tesla in 2030, travel expectations for 4th of July, and Amazon robots. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop mm. and stay with Amazon me. Robots. Amazon no Robots. It's always a good way to end You, you knew it was coming. Show. You knew it was coming one of these days, right? I, I didn't expect them to be childcare robots. <laughs> <laughs> They're not child care robots. <laughs> they actually just take care of all the workers, right? That's the whole. No, no. Yeah, we'll actually. talk about we'll that later. To it. We'll we're, get to we're, it. We haven't gotten a, what What is the company in Wally? B and H, B and L. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that that is Amazon. That's, but that's basically here Amazon. we go. Yep. <laughs> all right, we so we're wrapping up uh, a, a few days of being with uh, the Virginia auto dealers. We got to overlap a little bit with the Kentucky awesome. auto Kentucky dealers. auto dealers. Yeah. I, I ate too many biscuits this week. <laughs> I was, <laughs> we were we were at breakfast, or, or no, we were at uh, we were at lunch. A- any and, meal, any meal, pick and any meal. Paul's family, you know, they're from up up uh, up north in Syracuse, right? And they're like. We haven't seen a bagel all week, but all of the biscuits are amazing. I was like, welcome to the South. We, we were, it, it flips, right? It was you, lunchtime, and the bread service was biscuits. And I was like, I had biscuits <laughs> for breakfast, and here are biscuits for lunch. I was like, I've, I probably, I've never eaten so many biscuits. And Kyle's like, welcome to the South. Welcome this to is, the South. This is how it works. And actually, like, actually, your son was like, this biscuit is a little flaky and dry. And I was like, <laughs> that's the whole point. And I'm looking, he's like... He's like, no, I put the I put the the gravy on it, and I'm trying to like find the gravy. And if you're from the south, you know that if you have biscuits, if you and can gravy, see the biscuit, and you can see the biscuit, you've done it wrong. wrong. It's not, no, the only biscuits he's had probably came out of like a steam table at a KFC somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. But all all that being said, we had an amazing time spending. Uh, a few days, which feels like more than just a few days. Right. Uh, just a lot of great time with the Virginia auto dealers, overlapping a little bit with some Kentucky auto dealers in the same venue. And um, it, it really has been, for us, a little bit of a wake-up call in the sense that the, the environment is different when you have pretty much all dealers right. in the room mm-hmm. versus the typical mix of dealers and industry partners. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit on Friday, I think. Um, yep. But... And it just gets our wheels turning. It gets the conversations going. And it reminds us how important the work that we're doing is. Not to say, like, hey, well, we're yeah. doing important work. But for us, it's the most important work. It is the most important work. And and what, what I love, and we were talking about this this morning as we were getting the show ready, was just that our eyes have just been opened to another part of the reality of our industry. And there are so many different intricacies. And we talk about how there are so many different ways to do business, so many different ways to per, you know perceive the automotive industry. And this has just been a recontextualization for us of another portion of our industry that is doing incredible work. And in, I mean, amazing dealers. We're, we're, we're at the kind of like wrap-up party to the event last night. And just looking at all of the families and the legacy and the kids are enjoying themselves and 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 that's just a really unique part of our industry that is so familial and so um like ingrained into the culture of every dealership is that family you know you see christmas parties across the country yeah always so, you know, always so. the the one thing that really got me last night is i'm watching like a hundred kids on the dance yes. floor and all of their parents are out there and you know everyone's and realizing that like tomorrow They'll all be fierce competitors. Yes. And Liza Borches, one of our investors and uh, chairman now of the Virginia Auto Dealer Association, she received the mantle yesterday. Um, she said to me, I have memories when I was their age, and we're looking like five-year-olds, when I was their age, dancing on the dance floor at the Virginia Auto Dealer Association. Oh, and so it, it really was just, I think, a testament to 
the industry and it's a side of the industry nobody sees. Right. And and or not I, enough people see. Not enough people see. And I think the more we tell even that story, not just the story of how we're solving the customer experience, but how the 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 growth and the legacy and the and the way that families work. Uh, well, I'll tell you one place where we're gonna tell that story a lot <laughs> is a SoduCon. And I've and heard about been, this thing. We've been talking about it a lot. We're building the energy. We know that there's from a lot of our crew. If you're listening to the podcast, watching, you probably know uh, that it's coming and you're anxious and excited about it. So we've set a date for ticket sales to go live. Now, this will be ticket sales to the closest to chess, the ones that have registered at a soducon.com. Uh, we're going live on July 5th, so tickets will be for sale. Uh, it, it'll be a very limited amount to industry partners, and then dealer tickets will be available. Uh, Paul, we've we've decided on the ticket price for dealers. Yeah. It's only three hundred ninety nine bucks. Really, I didn't realize we hadn't talked about that. We yet. haven't talked because we've been that. planning that for a while, right? right? And we've locked it. But yeah, three hundred ninety nine dollars for a dealer ticket, which is probably half of what any similar event cost. Right. If there was ever a similar event, it's unbelievable. You get I don't know if there's going to ever been an event that is as similar to so do six meals. Your whole, yeah, all like, the foods all, included, all, all two days of content. I mean, it's just going to be a, a, a way to get in, be there, be available. The entertainment Monday night, all the entertainment. Ah, it's going to be so good. It really yep. is. So pre-register at asotucon.com, asotucon.com. Um, if you're an industry partner, we have really limited tickets. So the only ones that are going to be able to have the opportunity to buy a ticket will be on that list. If you're a dealer, you can be first to know. Um, you know, you can register. We have a lot of more dealer tickets available just by yeah. the nature of the event. And, um, Man, the team has been working in the background. So even though like we're just talking about these things Monday, there are a lot of pieces falling into place, yeah. and we're just about to the point where we can open this thing up. And uh, I mean, obviously, we're excited about it. We're excited to see you, meet you, and get the Asoto community together. Yes. Very All cool. right, we got to get into Let's the stuff for today. Our first uh, story, and this is really interesting because uh, actually a few news sources have covered this uh, the last two days outside of the automotive industry. So uh, my first perception is that the, 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 the general news public is paying keen attention to what automotive is doing right now yep, because much. of the push toward EV, the push toward hybrid, um, and understanding that there is this competitive matrix that is all new in our industry. And that's the one that kind of has its eye on Tesla, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Volkswagen has been very vocal that they're going after Tesla. Um, and now, uh, just recently, GM and Ford have kind of like put themselves as as the fiercest of competitors in the race to beat uh, Tesla in the EV race uh, for volume. Well, what the what these articles are kind of coming out and and bringing to the forefront is that there's two different approaches to the way that GM and Ford are going about this race, and and the difference in approach is is that Ford is going at it with a fewer volume of a volume of um, Types of vehicles, models, so different right? models, yep. right? And they're gonna their goal is to be, in their words, more innovative and intentional about the products that they come out with. Whereas GM is is going kind of like this full scale approach, going to give you a lot of options, tons of options mm -hmm. across the price spectrum, mm -hmm. low, high price, all of that. And both of them believe that that will help them, them win, win the strategy. race, right? Yeah. I, I, well, I, it's never been easier. Thinking of like from GM's perspective, it's never been easier to like just take a single powertrain platform and then just build on it. 
Right. Right. Because a lot of the technology is just the same. Like, here's your base. It's like Legos, right? Yeah. Here's the base and then just build it. It's really on interesting. It. So, I mean, you think that would be a strategy that'd be easier to deploy than ever. Um, but I don't, right. But everybody on the Ford side, everyone talks about the ease of buying a Tesla. Yeah. Right. Because because there are so few options, it makes it easier to buy. You know what's interesting? Um, well, I'll kind of like give this comparison with Apple, mm-hmm. right? Initially, they had one or two phone models. That's all you could get, right? Right, And they've moved now eight or nine years later from like when they were really starting to press into the market in the early like 2010, 2011, yep. which was about five or six years after the iPhone released. And now they've gone with like a multi-layered approach. Yeah, because not they just storage. Right, right. Yeah. It's like different price points. Small, different screen large, sizes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's got I, more complicated. I have a feeling mm. that maybe less complicated initially and more complicated as you grow is a really strong trajectory to follow. So he's got a feeling that yeah. Apple happens to know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, this this was the interesting quote for me from the article. Um, Jim Farley, who has been in the automotive industry news a lot recently because of his comments about how Ford is going to go about he's the dealer the, model. Yeah, yeah, he's up front right now. In 2017, was running Europe's operations for Ford. So if you think about that, like you kind of understand. I didn't know that. Did yeah, he, he was I living no in Europe. Europe? Well, at least at least running the operations out there for Ford. So spent a lot of time out there. So now you think about like the comments that he's making now in 2022 and the relationship to how how Europe is kind of advanced in this agency model. Well, uh, his comment back then was, "Well, if anything, if if we all go electric." Then the F one fifty is going to have to go. But now in twenty twenty two, and this is wait, him he in said hindsight. that just in twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's his hindsight. He's saying he said like that was my thought back then. Well, now in twenty twenty two, it's the first it's EV. the first one to come out. It's so interesting. Not only to the see first that. EV to, that they well, it's the first pickup truck right. to come out. And like obviously they have tons of reservations and people are raving about it. Right, that's just five years. Wow. Just think of how much the technology advanced. That they realized it was possible. I wonder how, like, Tesla's announcement of the Cybertruck showing them, like, look what we can do. Right. Right. Look what we can pull. Look at what we might do. Right. Right. Or look at what is possible. Yep. Exactly. Wow, that is so interesting. Interesting. Well, I think, so my takeaway is actually in context from VADA on this is just that, you know, leveling the playing field on demand and production right now is not just an internal combustion or or a current vehicle gasoline vehicle issue it's actually an issue that everyone's being presented with because if we're all racing for the the top title of EV production it also means that we have to produce those vehicles and these main, these companies have to be able to provide what the customer demand is and so i think that it's a healthy level of competition because it's going to provide the ability to meet the potential demand that the consumers are saying they're asking for. So. Here's what I like about this whole story. We have GM and Ford, two major players, taking two very different approaches. Yeah. But both of them happen to be within the circle of franchise retail automotive. There you go. So, like, I feel like it's a win across the board. If it's this one, if it's that one, if it's somewhere in between, franchise retail auto dealers putting a good foot forward with product. Yes, so, exactly. So, that's exciting. Well, speaking of wins. Segway. How are you going to tie this one in? Speaking of wins, I have a, a perception that service departments are going to come out 
swinging <laughs> at the end <laughs> of June, beginning in it's July. Like they are going to be covered up. I'm guessing if you're in the marketing spectrum or if you're in the service department, you're already seeing an acceleration of appointments, attention on can I get into service because it seems like Triple A does a massive amount of surveying of like Every what year. travel is going to look yeah. like. And they are expecting record road travel. I feel let's. I feel like I hear that every year. Every though. year, but maybe, maybe there's just more people traveling. It's not been, last year. Yeah, but what they're saying is that is that because of a lot of the issues with like airline travel, that people are it's ugly out there are going to be traveling. Choose to drive exactly. It's funny. I talked to several people here at the VAD. And they were like, they drove like eleven hours. Nine wow. hours, right? They're just like, yeah, we just decided to drive. Wow. That's like real-time proof. Yeah. It's too far for me. Too many yeah. kids. So the, the percentage of people from uh, 2019 to now that are going to be driving greater than 50 miles to July 4th plans is up 4%. And that might not seem like a lot, but when that many more people are driving that much longer distances, there's just going to be a lot of road travel. And so, I mean... You you got a service department. You've got an opportunity to make sure that people know that you're available and ready for them. And figuring out how to service of higher volume of customers is mm-hmm. definitely going to be something that, like, heading over the next two weeks, you're going to have to have a high attention to how customers are interacting with you. Man, well, we, we talk department. a lot about the cultural indicators yep. and how we deploy them inside dealerships. And this is just one. The cultural indicator says that people are ready to drive further. They're yep. ready to travel more. So that's in their mind. So when you put marketing messages in front of them of what they're already thinking, it's instant empathy, Ugh, right? It's, it's instant empathy. And then it just makes them lean towards you, right? Show people themselves. People want to see themselves in the marketing and advertising. The indicators, AAA is telling us more people are doing this. Well, talk about that. There you go. Talk about that. All right. Speaking <laughs> of, I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. This is... <laughs> Just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Just stop. Stop. Okay. Amazon announced its first fully autonomous robot. Put it up on the screen. This is playing. Oh, my goodness. I played this in 2x speed. But uh, this, this, uh, what's the name of this thing? Proteus. Proteus. Sounds like a mix between like a Roman guard and like the ES and then short circuit somewhere. Prototype. Proteus. Proteus. And so this is their, their first fully autonomous robot. Um, the other robots it's been using in its warehouse have actually operated in their own section, right? It's like a caged area where the robots do their thing and the humans do ah, their yeah. thing. This is the first one that's able to commingle with humans, and it's basically designed to slide underneath. If you imagine like a, a seven foot, you know, cart that holds a bunch of boxes, okay. it slides underneath it, it picks it up, and it drives it somewhere else. And so in the video that if you were watching live stream, you saw it, but if you're listening, um, you just see these little things totally looking like they're out of Star Wars or something, just, you know, tooling their way around right. the warehouse, stopping when they see a person, picking up a cart, bringing it somewhere else. And uh, they say this is going to solve a lot of the employee issues, right? Well, so not, not just like the tension, obviously, they've been in the news a lot, um, you know, workplace conditions and things like that, but... There, there are less people to hire, especially well, for there's less labor people jobs. to hire. And also, like you think about just the time to move around. Right. And what like taking those carts different places. Yeah. Right. The time to go from like one end of the warehouse to the other end. Yeah. Removes time where you can be physically filling bins and yeah. things like that. And that's so, Amazon's real thing. They yep. they pioneered the tech or the 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 menu or the warehouse process where instead of people going to find the stuff, 
they actually bring the stuff to the packers. Right. Right? So that the carts and the shelves and all that um, come to the people, which yeah. is, is kind of cool. But it well, doesn't help you with your steps. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, no, I know a lot of Amazon workers that, that like, worked, either worked or are working for Amazon. And it's like, they buy the best shoes. And they're like, I get my 10,000 every day. Right. Well, there goes that. The robots are now going to get their 10,000 steps. They also deployed, or they also talked about in the same, this... Um, you know, the just walk out technology that they developed for their stores, you know, where you can go in yep. and like grab something off yeah, the yeah, shelf yeah. and just leave. Uh, they're now deploying that in the warehouse where as workers move packages like from a cart to a table or whatever, it just automatically knows what's happening. Wow, that's nuts. That's pretty cool. That's pretty wild. I mean, you know, inventory management at scale is, is an important thing. So I, I can imagine that that helps. I, I do love like there, there's an element of that. There's an element to anything that goes robotics that's a little bit scary from a worker w- workforce perspective. But it seems like there's there's an easing and a and like what I hope it does is allow them to free up their workers mm-hmm. to be better in certain areas, right? Where robots can support and and lift up and support by by technology the people in the process that uh, that. It still needs people, yeah, right? Keep the human element exactly. alive and well. And I, I think it'd be really tough to find support. For, like, there's no one with picket signs. Like, don't give robots our jobs because <laughs> if you've gone anywhere or bought anything, you understand the level of service, the level of availability um, is significantly depleted. Right. So, having some robots moving, you know, carts around when we can have that human doing something uh, more humanly meaningful for the rest of the economy, uh, I think, I think is a win. Yeah, it definitely is a win. So I don't know. I think that's it for today. Um, <laughs> the sunrise, you can probably, if you've been watching, you see it coming up behind us. Beautiful here in the mountains of Asheville. It's been really fun to come to you uh, on location, spending some time with some dealers. We hope we brought you a little bit of perspective with our time here, a little perspective in your day. Cue the music because we're about to head into uh, a little family time. Yeah. We're excited about that. We have some great content coming for you today. Interview, big interview coming tomorrow with Mike Stanton and Liza Borchers. We're excited to share. Keep going.